the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God was not surprised when certain people decided to reject Jesus. They were operating of their own free will, and they were held and will be held responsible for their actions, and yet their decisions were provided for in God's plan. In fact, he used the actions of those who rejected Jesus to accomplish his plan. We're back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday. He's continuing in the book of John, a lengthy study in the book of John. By the way, all the past broadcasts are available on the website highlands.us. And he starts us off today in the first chapter of John, the 10th verse. Now you notice here it says, The world knew him not, his own received him not. His own did not welcome as as the Messiah. They were expecting something or someone else, perhaps. Why, Why would God come as a child, a helpless child? Now think about that. God as a child. You know, we sing carols at Christmas, and some of those carols stretch the imagination. Uh, one of the lines in one of the carols says something about no crying he makes. Remember that Christmas carol? You know, I suspect that Jesus cried. I mean, I really do. Because if he didn't cry, that was going to get somebody's attention. Right? There is something wrong with this child. It ain't crying. The child is not crying. I think that, that Jesus did everything a, a child does. Why would God come as a child. And, and of all places to come, why would he come as the son of a poor Jewish carpenter? I mean, why didn't he come full grown? Or if he was going to come as a child, why not come as a child of a powerful king so that he could rise up and claim his throne and lead his people to victory over their enemies? His people didn't receive him because they, he didn't conform to their expectation. And the world didn't recognize him because their own knowledge of God and God's word was so dark, and Jesus seemed so human. You know, still today, some people say things like, no good or loving God would allow anybody to go to hell. If that's God, then I reject him. That kind of a God doesn't meet my expectations. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in a God. That kind of a philosophy exists even today. And the Bible also says that some people have spiritual help being blinded. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So some people are blind because the God of this world, who also has other names like Satan, the devil, serpent, and so forth, has blinded their minds. He wants to suppress the knowledge of God. He doesn't want people to know about God or God's love or God's salvation or anything else nice about God. 
He wants people to live in the dark. Now today, we as a church family, we come together to share the knowledge of God that is revealed in the Bible. And we can be sure that this kind of activity is abrasive to Satan and his co-workers. And they'd like nothing else than to shut this and other Bible churches down. They want to suppress the knowledge of God. So uh, some were blind to receiving the light because it didn't conform to their expectations. And others had a little help from the God of this world. And still others just flat out hated the light. That's what Jesus said in John 3.19. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. So another reason why people reject Jesus, the true light, is because they love their wickedness. They love their sin. They don't want their activities to be exposed. They don't want to hear that what they're doing is wrong. You know, Jesus always called sin, sin. Although he was gracious to people who were caught in sin, he never diminished the sinfulness of their behavior. And he never condoned sinful behavior. When the woman caught in adultery was brought to him, Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. He also said, Go and sin no more. What she did was sin. Jesus called sin, sin. He was gracious towards the sinner, but he never condoned continuing in sin. Now, some people don't come to the light because they don't want to give up their sin. They love darkness rather than light. There's many reasons why people reject Jesus, who is the true light that came into the world. The author then contrasts people who have rejected Jesus with those who have received Jesus. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, the word here, but, is, marks a dramatic shift. The world's hatred toward Christ and rejection of Christ in no way overrules or frustrates God's plan. You know, some accepted, some rejected. God was not surprised when certain people decided to reject Jesus. And he was not surprised when certain people decided to put Jesus to death. They were operating of their own free will, And they were held and will be held responsible for their actions. And yet their decisions were provided for in God's plan. In fact, he used the actions of those who rejected Jesus to accomplish his plan. God always wins. You remember what Joseph said to his brothers who had sold him into slavery and were now standing before him? who held the power of life or death over them. He told his brothers, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. You sold me into slavery, intending to cause me injury or death. But God took your action to put me on a caravan to go to Egypt where I could be so I could save our family from the famine. God always wins. What you intended for evil... God intended for good. You know, some people think that the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's free will is an either-or question. 
Either God is sovereign or man has a free will. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that man does have a free will and that he will be held responsible for his decision and actions. And the Bible also teaches that God is sovereign and his plans always come to pass, even if he is dealing with people who have plans of their own. God always wins. But to all who did receive him, lambano, receive, could be translated take hold of, obtain, or grasp. And what it's telling us is that to receive Christ involves more than just simply an intellectual agreement about his claims. Verse 12 here refers to those who have received as those who believe in his name. And this is one of the themes that John is going to develop in the passages that follow. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name. Now, the concept of name in the Middle East included everything that a person was. And we retain that same sense today when someone speaks in a person's name. That is, meaning with their authority and expressing their views. His name refers to the totality of Christ's being, all that he is and all that he does. That includes his deity and his humanity, his being Savior and being Lord. Saving faith accepts Jesus Christ in all that Scripture reveals concerning him. He gave the right to become children of God. Now, this is profound. I want us to come back to this phrase, to the right to become children of God. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so in these three negative statements, the author stresses the fact that salvation is not obtainable through any associations, such as racial or ethnic heritage, that's a reference to blood, nor personal desire of the individual, that's the reference to flesh, nor of any man-made religious systems, that's the reference to man. Salvation is not from the blood or natural descent or association. Ishmael was as much a child of Abraham as Isaac, and Esau was as much a child of Isaac as Jacob. But the fact that they were descendants did not make them the children of God. You know, some people think that they are saved by association. Uh, I was born in a Christian nation. That makes me a Christian. I'm saved. Or we're members of a Christian church. That makes me a Christian. That makes me saved. Or I am part of a Christian family. That makes me a Christian. That makes me saved. And what John is saying here is salvation is not through such associations. Nor can anyone become a child by the will of the flesh. That is the choice of the individual. Now, why is that? Well, because the Bible tells us that until Jesus brings spiritual life, we're dead spiritually. Ephesians 2 said, as, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Something that is dead is, doesn't even know it's dead. It, it's non-responsive. It can't hear, it can't speak, it can't initiate any activity. We could not seek God for salvation because we were spiritually dead. We couldn't initiate Anything. We're not saved by the flesh, the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. It refers to any man-made religious system that presumes to prepare us for or obligate God to salvation. That describes any system that puts faith in man to make things happen. The phrase, but of God, means that salvation, as receiving and believing in the Lord Jesus, is made possible only at God's initiative. 
coming back to Ephesians 2, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. This what? Believing. And you can't take credit for believing. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Pastor Leighton Sheely will be back tomorrow with a continuation of this message from the book of John. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. If you'd like more information, go to their website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Or give them a call at 650-873-4095. The services on Sunday or across the weekend begin Saturday evening, actually, and then continue Sunday morning and on Sunday evening. Those details are on that website, and do check it out because they will sometimes change season to season. Once more, the website, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day, and come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse.